All right, Wall fans, welcome to another very exciting edition of Go Tell Us to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we're coming at you with episode 54 tonight. That's right, episode 54. Just kind of putting them in the bag here, getting chugging along on the episodes, and eventually I'm going to stop keeping track of these things and just, just start posting them without numbers. But the numbers are fun, so we, so we keep doing it. You know, we just kind of keep doing it because the numbers are fun, and it helps me keep track of where the heck we are, even though we have more than 54 episodes because of all the specials and that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, this is episode 54, and I got a lot of fun for you tonight, so don't go anywhere. And if you're only listening to the audio, you can always hit pause. That's, that's the amazing invention of the pause button. Uh, let's get into it. That's right, wall fans and common sensors. As always, we have our social plugs. This is how you can keep in touch with us. Between shows, get your dose of common sense throughout the week. And of course, access all of our other content that goes out into the world. First place would be Facebook. Facebook for now, and that would be Facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, we are working on porting everything away from Facebook. Like the stuff, not porting it away, but everything's going to stay up there, but we're going to stop updating the Facebook page eventually here. But in the meantime, like that page, then you'll get updated when we kind of move everything over to different places to get posted regularly. On top of Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod or at Magic Muppet. Just follow both of them. You know you follow a bunch of dumb celebrities on Twitter and whatever else. Follow the show and follow my own personal Twitter, which is Magic Muppet. So at TellTheWallPod and, of course, at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. Also, YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. All kinds of awesome stuff. In fact, we just had a new video go up today. Uh, new Go Tell to the Brewery beer review of, uh, what did we do? Pumpkin Drublick Hoppy IPA from Stone. Personal favorite of the show. Personal favorite of mine would be Stone Brewing. Uh, so check out YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall and subscribe. For God's sake, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Share it because there's a lot of great stuff on there. And we need to get it more and more out into the world. Uh, and like I've said before, people don't subscribe. They watch the videos, and they don't actually subscribe. But the thing is, monetization and, and actually getting revenue from the channel, we need to have those subscribers. So please, share with your friends. Subscribe. Tell your tell your parents. Tell whoever. Have your, have your kids subscribe. <laughs> maybe, don't have, maybe don't have your kids. <laughs> Just depends what they're going to be watching on, the, on our YouTube channel. They don't need the beer reviews, that's for sure. Uh, of course, and most importantly, and encompassing of all of those things is our website, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there to SeanO'RourkeLive.com and you'll be able to access all of those other platforms that I just mentioned. Yeah, we got links to all those things. And in addition to those links, you can access Patreon, uh, some exclusive videos that only live on the website, and some exclusive photos that only live on the website. And on that same note, if you're not a, pat a patron already through Patreon, uh, keep in mind that patrons, only if you're an actual patron, uh, get exclusive photos with every episode that goes up on Patreon. So if you're interested in kind of getting exclusive behind-the-scenes photos from each podcast episode, then then Patreon would be the place to go and throw us a couple dollars, you know, help out the show financially. Uh, and I'm going to mention it again because you can find the show everywhere. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podomatic. Big shout-out to Podomatic and, and Sloan over there who always <laughs> helps me when I'm having problems. He's, he's fantastic with helping out. Uh, so big shout out to them. They're our podcast host. But uh, really, wherever you get your podcasts, you can you should be able to find us. And that in includes Spotify. Spotify has been really pushing into the podcast genre here for the past like 
really they've been doing it for the past like two years uh but it's really only the past few months that they're not they're trying to expand beyond like the big boys you know the mark marins and the kevin smiths and stuff like that uh so we are on spotify luckily i don't know how the heck we got up there didn't even submit but spotify picked us up somehow and we're on there so go in there and 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 add it to your lists or all the things that you do with spotify there's like all you gotta do is click just search go tell us the wall click you're going to see my lovely bearded face right there, and you'll know that you're in the right place. Uh, so check out Spotify or wherever the hell else you listen to your podcast because it's pretty much everywhere, uh, including YouTube. The, the podcast videos are also up on YouTube. Ah. All right, now that we're done with a little housekeeping there, let's get into the beer this week. Ooh. I'm semi-excited about this one. I'm excited because I'm happy that we're able to get it onto the show uh, kind of before the big changeover, but I'm... Also a little disappointed because of what's been happening, and if, if, if you're kind of up on craft beer news, you're already aware of this one. Uh, but this week we have a nice little brew called Remix IPA, and it is from Green Flash Brewing. Green Flash Brewing. Now, I mention that because Green Flash Brewing ran into some financial problems uh, recently, uh, and actually were just sold off to an outside investor. Uh, so it's no longer independently owned, you know, by the founders and everything else. It's going to be, they're keeping the brand name around, uh, but we don't know how, if that's going to change or, you know, they're going to have a different brewmaster or whatever else it is. So essentially you'll still, you're still going to see green flash in the market, but we don't know how the beer, is it going to remain the same? Or are they going to stay true to their, we don't know that. So that being the case, I was happy to get some of the green flash remix IPA on the show and actually shot a go tell to the brewery beer review this week. Uh, with with this particular brew, so that's going to be going up on the YouTube channel as well. Give you a little more kind of info on Green Flash and all that good stuff. I don't want to get too much into it on the individual episode. You got to go to the YouTube channel, check that out. You get more information on Green Flash. Uh, but we do have it this week, and it's a tasty beer. I'm enjoying it. If you're an IPA fan, it's a little lighter IPA. Definitely hits that like West Coast kind of IPA style. Uh, and that's the other interesting thing about Green Flash is they are actually the one brewery in the entire world that owns the trademark on West Coast IPA, uh, in addition to some other interesting stuff. But again, head on over to the YouTube channel, check that out. Uh, but grab yourself a little Remix IPA from Green Flash Brewing. It's a tasty one. Again, if you're an IPA fan. If you're not an IPA fan, you probably don't like most of the beers we have on the podcast because I'm a hoppy guy. I like IPAs. I like pale ales. I can't do a lot of those freaking lagers. Like, it's just it just doesn't taste that great to me. Uh, so because of that, we have a lot of IPAs and pale ales and hoppy stuff on the show and in the beer reviews. I try to get some other stuff in the beer reviews. In fact, I just got my my quarterly beer shipment uh, just came in yesterday. So we're going to have some super rare, unique, not I don't like harder to find. That would be the right term for it. Harder to find beers that that you're really only going to be able to find if you're in those local areas. So we'll be getting into those over the next few weeks and beer reviews going up and all that good stuff. Uh, so beer drinkers rejoice. We got lots of good stuff coming up. Um, all right. There is an elephant in the room, and I just wanted to address it at the opening. I just wanted to address it at the opening, get it out of the way right now, because I know I actually already got some questions on it, and they're like, you going to talk about it? You're gonna, and, like, and I know what's going on in pop culture right now and politics and how they're intersecting. And I know Kanye is losing his mind, Kanye West, like he does every couple of years, loses his mind. But here's the thing. We have kind of a... Not hard and fast rule, but a rule at Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. We don't talk about the Kardashians. We just don't. I don't talk about Kardashian stories, and trust me, some of them are ridiculous. I'll just I'll tease this one. If like go if 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 you're into the Kardashians or you're into the train wreck that is the Kardashians, either way, just just go ahead and look at the stories about one of the younger Jenner kids and how a lot of plastic surgeons around the L.A. area are getting requests. 
for a certain part of the, well, male and female, but it's females that are requesting this plastic surgery for a certain part of their anatomy to look like a certain one. But nonetheless, that is the extent of time I will spend on that, and I'm only putting that out there because I think it was funny. We just never talked about it on the show, and if you're interested, it, it is, it's ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. Uh, but we don't talk Kardashians, and Kanye West, to me, is he's basically a glorified Kardashian. Uh, I really don't care for his music. I don't care for his attitude. I don't care for really anything he does. I, you know, I respect that he's put out some good music, and he's a good producer or whatever. Give a little finger quotes to the video crowd there. Uh, but personally, I just don't care. You can like him. I don't care, you know. Give me the hate mail. Kanye's a genius, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I just, I don't care. Uh, and because he's a Kardashian, we're not going to talk about his ridiculousness. Uh, and we're also not going, going to throw fuel on the fire. Because for those of you out there that have been following the story, have you heard about it or whatever else, this is exactly what Kanye wants. I talk about this on the podcast. Uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And this is what's, what's happening. He's working on an album, and he decided to go crazy for a little while again uh, because... He, he wasn't popping up in the media that much, and, and people are caring much and much less about his wife getting naked on Instagram. Like, they just don't care anymore. Like, no, they're like, cool, we, you know. So he needed to do something, and what he's doing right now is essentially doing that to, to stoke the fire and, and make sure he gets his name in the media. So we're not even going to get into details on that. The dude is, is, is completely nuts, and uh, personally, I, I'd be happy if I never had to see or hear from him ever again, you know. If you like him, uh, good on you. Deal with it. All right. I'm going to warn everyone, too. This could possibly be a shorter episode. Could be a shorter episode only because I was short on content, and it's been a little crazy here. I'm trying to get the website updated. I'm trying to get the YouTube channel updated. Oh, there's too much stuff going on, and YouTube added some new features, and I'm going through all the videos, and it's, it's a whole thing. So if we don't go the full hour tonight, I apologize, uh, but I, I think everyone's going to be okay with that. Uh, all right. Let's get into some social a little bit of social, social media, not not social studies. That's sad. That's the first word I could get. Like social social media. What else has social social studies? Yeah. Wow. Wow. You can, you can tell the minimal prep I put into these shows. I'm just kidding. I no nah, man. It depends on the show. All right, but social social media world things going on on the social platforms right now. It's basically stuff that I find amusing uh, or controversial or whatever that might be or uplifting, really just stuff, stuff in social media. First one that I want to bring up trending on Twitter right now is hashtag when I was single, hashtag when I was single, this one's popping around Twitter right now, uh, and I thought this was funny, some of these, if you go through search, and I always say search the hashtags, and I sometimes I'm like, eh, maybe don't search that one, this one's search, but just be aware that you're going to get some maybe, you know, people that are like, I'm still saying, you know, whatever else. Uh, but I'm going to give you a couple good ones. Hashtag when I was single, we didn't consider laundry detergent an edible food source. Hashtag when I was single. Uh, if you're not familiar with that story, go back into the, the podcast episodes where we talked about that. That's another point that I was going to bring up in the opening. I, you know, I saying share, share the YouTube channel, subscribe, tell your friends, whatever else. I, I gotta be honest. Cause it, it has happened. It happened to me at least five times in the past week at least five times where I'm talking to someone and something comes up in conversation. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, that's really cool. That's really interesting, whatever it is. Uh, and at least five times this past week, and this has happened numerous times. It happens on a weekly basis, but it's happened so much this past week that I want to bring it up again. Uh, and all those things that I was talking about, those five plus times, were literally stuff that we've talked about on the podcast. Stuff that we've talked about on the podcast. And I run into people and they're like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, if you want to be up on that kind of stuff, 
listen to the podcast because here's the thing. Uh, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of, you know, Mark Maron. I'm not even going to try and compare myself to the Mark Marons, the Kevin Smiths, the Adam Carollas of the world. I'm just not going to do it. Bill Burr, I'm not going to do it. However, this is an enjoyable podcast for people that enjoy listening to podcasts. So share it. Share it. Because I'll tell you, I'm so tired of, like, I don't want to say I'm tired of it. It's like, it's not that big a deal. But I'm just like, what? I'm just spinning wheels over here. Spinning wheels. And people are like, and I, and I get the other thing. Like, I'll get a phone call or a text. And like, dude, did you hear about it? I'm like, yeah, I talked about it two weeks ago. You know, obviously, these are friends and acquaintances that aren't listening to the entirety of the podcast. But get it out there. For God's sake, get it out there. When I was single, I was listening to lots of podcasts. Hashtag when I was single. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Podcasting wasn't huge when I was single. I've been non-single for, for quite a while now. Uh, but one of the other ones I wanted to, one of the other hashtag when I was single that I wanted to talk about, because speaking of not being single anymore, uh, I had a six-pack now. Now I drink a six-pack. Hashtag when I was single. And I can relate to this one. Um, I can relate to this one in certain ways, because uh, when I was single and had a six-pack, I still drank beer. The difference was I wasn't married and didn't have a child, and I had a lot of time to, you know, work out. These were the days when I was at the gym once or twice a day and on my bike, you know, once a day, maybe in the pool, depending on what was going on. So I can relate to that one, uh, but check it out. Hashtag when I was single, there's some funny ones in there, definitely. Just just kind of weed through, like, the, the non-funny ones where people are talking about being harassed, uh, which is important, too, but, like, if you're going in there looking for comedy, it's, you just tread lightly. Huh. And this one, you can pretty much just go into it, this next hashtag. And that would be hashtag how my body tells me I'm old. How my body tells me I'm old. And there are two that I absolutely loved here that I found on Twitter. Uh, first one would be, I need to pee every 30 minutes. Hashtag my, how my body tells me I'm old. I feel ya. I feel ya. I always joke with my friends, the Irish bladder. I start drinking beer when I'm out with my friends, and it's like, beer, bathroom, beer, bathroom. Beer, bathroom. When I was in my twenties, not so much. Maybe a little bit. Not, not as, not near as much. So I can relate. Uh, and this one I can in- relate to entirely too much. And if you're really, if you're over the age of like thirty, <laughs> you can relate to this one. And that would be every morning I have to Google the new pain I'm feeling. Hashtag how my body tells me I'm old, and that's just part of getting old. Is uh, <laughs> you're constantly. I'll tell you, I get up every morning, uh, and there's some new pain. And my wife's like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, well, "I don't know." I have no idea. My back hurts. I, you know, my knee hurts. Like, and I, you know, I got a bum knee, but like, there's always something every every morning I wake up. Like, oh, this is sore. This is sore. And I, I mean, I don't even Google it anymore. I'm just like, well, it's old, <laughs> getting old. Stuff hurts. Uh, but enjoy that one. There's there's some there's some gold within that uh, hashtag. How my body tells me I'm old. Uh, yes. Yeah, see, I that has actually happened to me many times. Uh, I have actually hurt my neck from sleeping. Uh, and in fact, speaking of getting old, I, uh, I use not like a super fancy pillow, um, but a, uh, like a memory foam pillow. And, uh, when I actually, I destroyed my neck, um, years ago, like 10, eight, 10 years ago, swimming in the ocean, training for a triathlon and uh, just got destroyed and, and completely, uh, strained my trapezius. I think I had a concussion too. Um, and ever since then I've been using these memory foam pillows and it's funny because sometimes we'll go on a road trip or, you know. Obviously, if we go out of town, like on a plane, I can't do it. Uh, but if, if we go on a road trip, it's only about half the time I remember to bring my memory foam pillow. Uh, so never fail. If I forget my memory foam pillow, like, forget about it. I'm, I'm coming back 
from whatever weekend that is with a with a completely sore neck. Uh, and then on top of that, this is where old age comes in. So when I, was, I talked about my trip to Arizona, where I was out seeing last call for the first time in like 10 years or whatever. Uh, and I remembered my memory foam pillow that time. Stayed at an Airbnb in, in Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, and of course, driving back to Los Angeles from the Arizona area and probably about like an hour out of Los Angeles. And I turned to my wife in the car and I go, yeah, my pillow is in Arizona. So I left that memory foam pillow in Arizona. Uh, luckily, I had a backup here at home, so I was able to sleep that night. But if, if you're someone that has those neck problems and you do wake up with a sore neck, I, I would highly recommend uh, the memory foam pillow. It's just it's part of getting old. Uh, all right. Moving on. I got another one. This one I like, and I'm only going to give you – I'm just. I'm not even going to give you some quotes on here, but just – uh, I scrolled through here, and this one got me, and it just it made me think, and uh, it's something I think almost on a daily basis, uh, and that would be hashtag because of you, I, because of you, I, and so there's lots of stuff. In fact, one, uh, because, hashtag because of you, I have faith in humanity. Thank you. Uh, you know, and it doesn't even say who they're talking about. Uh, and there's, of course, there's the funny ones. Because of you, I am playing this tag game instead of working. Yeah. This is why I, whenever I'm talking to people, I'm like, ah, I, we don't post videos to the YouTube channel like after five o'clock. <laughs> I just, and it's done on purpose uh, because most people are looking at social platforms while they are at work. And after five o'clock, they're usually out having a drink, hopefully actually interacting face to face with someone. You know, maybe scroll through the socials a little later. But, you know, that's the prime time as people are looking at it uh, at work. Uh, but this is the one that got me, just just hit me in the heartstrings, and that was hashtag because of you, I have a reason to move forward in life. And that included a photo of what looks to be about a one-year-old. Um, and it's, it's one of these Snapchat things. I don't like those filters. There's cats around it. Uh, but that got me thinking. And uh, that that is something I can absolutely relate to uh, having a daughter who's now 17 months old. And uh, and every day, uh, you know, I, I talk on this podcast openly about mental illness and my struggle with mental illness and and how we are big promote pro- proponents of mental health awareness. And uh, and a lot of times I get up in the morning and yeah, I feel old, but I also feel like I can't take on the day, you know, and be honest with all of you, today was one of those days. I walked around in a fog all day today, didn't work on the show much, uh, and really, there's one particular story that got me into the studio tonight, because I wanted to talk about it tonight, uh, but it, it's rough at times. When you deal with mental illness, mental health issues of any kind, it, it's really rough. And one of the things that keeps me moving forward is absolutely my daughter. Even when I'm having the roughest time possible, you know, and just... Walking around in a haze, can't get can't get my head straight, and all I'm think you know, uh, I, I can put that aside for my daughter. You know, I look at her, she gives me a smile, and it's okay. You know, and so I can absolutely relate to that. Uh, be, hashtag because of you, I have a reason to move forward in life. I mean, I try to move forward no matter what. We should always be moving forward. Highly underrated Disney film called Meet the Robinsons. Always move forward. Haha. Uh-huh. Little Disney reference there. People are gonna go check out the Netflix and watch Meet the Robinsons. Highly underrated film, uh, but I love it. Hashtag because of you, I. So enjoy that one. Maybe share some of your stories. Uh, my daughter Zofia is is incredibly important, and 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 one of the reasons that I continue 
to do things like this to 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 build build upon what I've been trying to build and you know and and not only here from a media standpoint but also my family and our family and and friends and everything else and a lot of that is just building a better life for my wife and my daughter. Huh. And not that I've I got a, I got a pretty good life now, which is always tough with the mental health problems because like there was a time when I was struggling in my 20s and and I had these issues and I could constantly blame it on something else and it's hard to do that now like you know outside factors uh outside of just head don't work head don't work the way most people's heads work you know or the way for lack of a better word normal people's heads work Uh, really it just means people that aren't dealing with any kind of mental health issues uh and one that i found which i think just is an ongoing thing this isn't even trending now but i'd never seen this one before and i really want to uh, help this one become big and, and blow up and, and become kind of more of a thing so that people can share their particular stories and everything else. And that would be hashtag inspiring greatness. Uh, and one of the posts that I saw on Twitter uh, was somebody receiving his bachelor degree and he actually brought his great-grandmother up on stage as he accepted his, his bachelor's degree uh, so that he could honor her and what he did to, or what she did to help raise him and everything else. Uh, so again, that's hashtag inspiring greatness. Check that one out. I'm hoping that, uh, that I can add something to this. Uh, not that I'm inspiring a lot of greatness, but I know people out in the world that are inspiring greatness and really could use some of that recognition. Absolutely. All right, moving on, moving on. Don't forget, grab yourself a green flash remix IPA. Oh, man, my software is going super wonky right now. We're just going to deal with that. Hopefully that stays fine. Video feed's still going fine. I don't know what's happening over there. All right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. I don't have a lot here. Don't have a lot here uh, this week, but I do have two really important ones. Two really important ones, uh, both in the film realm. First one would be a little article that came out uh, this week, beginning of this week. Um, And it's actually from an interview that was done in 2001, but the video and audio from this interview just recently popped up, uh, so so everyone kind of took it and ran with it, and it's something that we really all knew, <laughs> I've known for a very, very long time, uh, and that would be Mr. Francis Ford Coppola admitting that he made Godfather 3 simply for the money, simply for the money, and if you're familiar with the Godfather franchise, the trilogy... You understand, you're like, oh yeah, no, no, we've known that for a long, long time, that he just kind of mailed that one in, Uh, but now we know that Coppola has completely admitted to it, that he was doing it for the money. Uh, He did say that his family was broke, who knows how broke they really were at the time, Uh, but then on top of that, he was also kind of trying to put put away money for his family, so that his daughter could go on and direct awesome independent films, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you're not familiar with Sofia Coppola, that is Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, and she's a also a fantastic director. Uh, if you're not familiar with her work, go check it out. Go check it out. Um, but we, it's amazing, because if you're familiar with the franchise, you know how terrible Godfather 3 is, and it's fantastic that we finally have official confirmation that, yeah, he, he phoned that one in just to get a paycheck, and uh, we don't have to, you know, anyone out there that was pretending that Godfather 3 was a good film, uh, you can stop now because we have it confirmed. It's not a good film. It's just not a good film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But official confirmation is always nice. We were right. I, so many, All of my, my film school uh, friends are like, dude, we've known that for a very long time. And it's like, yeah, but now he's admitting it. Like, straight from the horse's mouth. 
for lack of a better word. <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing I just want to touch on real quick. Avengers Infinity War comes out tonight. Tonight. That's like the new thing now. We don't movies don't come into theaters on Friday anymore. They come in Thursday evening. You used to have to go to like a midnight showing, and now it's like ah, we'll do a seven o'clock showing on Thursday. So it's essentially out tonight, but like wide release uh, tomorrow, Friday, uh, April twenty seventh. Uh, so check it out. But I do want to bring up a couple things. The producers and the filmmakers behind Avengers: Infinity War went to extreme lengths, extreme lengths, including sending scripts to actors from the film that had scenes that actually didn't exist. They were just decoy scenes, extreme measures. Uh, and in fact, didn't screen, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, didn't screen the entirety of the film until the premiere that happened uh, this week or last week, whenever it was. So really, not a lot of people have even seen the damn thing. What's going to happen now is everyone's seeing it tonight, they're going to see it tomorrow. And as people do, they're going to get on social media and they're going to talk about it. Well, I'm warning all of you out there right now, don't ruin the film for others. Don't do it. Don't ruin the film for others. I can't, like, to me, spoilers, people that spoil films and shows and all that other stuff are the scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. Because there's no reason for you to do that. You don't need to spoil it. And there's great things about the world becoming smaller because that we can communicate and everything else, but it's also when you're spouting your dumb review of Avengers Infinity War and giving away spoilers, someone's just going to scroll along it accidentally and have the entire film spoiled. So don't do it. Have respect for the film. Have respect for the filmmakers and the actors and everyone that puts so much time and energy into this film. And most importantly, have respect for your fellow patrons, patrons of the arts, fellow film viewers, and don't spoil it. Just don't. I swear. Here's the thing. If I get this spoiled by some friend or someone I follow in my newsfeed, I am going to spend the next two years spoiling everything I can possibly find for that person. So I'm warning you out there, if I see it, I'm going to spoil every goddamn thing that you enjoy for the next two years. Minimum. Minimum. And trust me, I've had stuff spoiled. Oh, God, I can't stand it. How I Met Your Mother series finale. Spoiled. Spoiled. Spent like seven, eight years watching them. Spoiled. Thanks. Spoilers. Ugh. No pity. We've actually done it once on the podcast. But that, I still stand by that. It's like, eh, it's kind of a half spoil. Because I didn't even watch the show and I knew what happened. And I got my entertainment weekly that week. And I was like, oh, this is from The Walking Dead. Oh, that happened. Just from looking at the cover of my entertainment weekly. So, but don't, don't spoil Avengers. Just don't spoil it. All right, I have one thing for music. One thing for music. Uh, and I bring this up not because I was a big fan of his. Uh, but we lost this last Friday, uh, this... This past Friday, April 20th, uh, we lost a DJ named Avicii. Avicii, he was a Swedish DJ. He was really big in the EDM scene. If you're not familiar with EDM, that's electronic dance music. Uh, that's kind of, you know, whenever you see like a rave scene in the movies, because you don't have to be listening to EDM at a rave, but whenever you see a rave scene, in like that's EDM. Like they're just like, oh yeah, it's got to be this EDM, electronic dance music. Uh, but he's real popular. He'd been around for quite a while. Uh, I mean, he was he he was 28, uh, but had been around for quite a while. And we're getting news now that he apparently committed suicide. Most likely that he committed suicide at 28 years old. Committed suicide. Uh, and and there's all kinds of different stories that he he couldn't couldn't handle the pressure, couldn't go on any longer, just was having existential crisis, which I can absolutely relate to, like 100% relate to. That's 
uh, where a lot of my mental health issues fall into is, is kind of existential stuff, dealing with death and, and you know death of others and everything else. Um, so I can 100% relate, but I bring this up because it's terrible. At 28 years old, uh, we have lost another artist to suicide. 28 years old. And I say this every time we deal with a tragedy like this, is chances are you know someone in your life that is battling a mental health issue, some kind of mental illness. And this is something that we all just need to be aware of. In fact, it drives me even more nuts when we talked about how certain people on certain sides of the aisle were trying to diminish mass shootings at schools and saying, well, why don't you talk talk to that kid? You know, that's what it walk up, not walk out. However, we have suicides like this constantly, constantly in our country and in our world. Nobody ever says anything about walk up to those people. They never say a damn thing about walk up to those people. They want you to walk up to the people that are going to benefit them politically. They don't care about the people killing themselves. But I, I ask you, wall fans and common censors, explain to me the difference. I'll give you a little bit of a difference. These people should get help and be talked to because, like I said, chances are you have someone in your life that is dealing with something. And you don't need to go up to your buddy and shake him. Are you okay? Are you okay? What's wrong? No. No, no. Just talk. Just talk. Let them know that they matter. Don't say, don't shake. You matter. No, no. Just talk. Be a friend. Be compassionate. And if they want to talk to you about something... Be a listener. If they ask for help, give that help where you can, but don't force help on people. I can relate to this. I understand. I can't tell you how many people in my life have helped me without even knowing it. Just the little, littlest thing, littlest thing, a text message, you know, a comment, a conversation, without even realizing that I was going through a tough time because I hide it real well. I'm honest with all of you wall fans and common sensors. But I hide it real well when it comes to many other people out in the world. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. So I encourage all of you to just be aware of it. And again, don't walk around looking for which one of your friends, you know. Just be aware that most likely, 99% chance, there is someone in your life that is dealing with something. Some kind of mental health issue. And this is where we need to band together and we need to walk up. This is the real walk up movement. These are the people that can still be helped. They're not looking to murder people. They just don't know how to deal with problems, whatever it might be, whatever those problems might be, whatever those issues might be, and that's where the trouble lies. So talk to those people. And if you're out there listening to this podcast and you're one of those people and you don't have anyone to talk to, I've said it in the past before, shoot me a message. Go to seanandworklive.com and you can literally email me directly. We get emails on there. Most of the time it's someone complaining that I hate guns or hate the flag or whatever else. We don't get a lot of positive emails through there. But shoot me an email. And I'll connect you with people that can help you. Or if you just need to, I will talk with you. Because this is senseless. As much as violence and everything else is senseless, there's not much more senseless than suicide here. There really isn't. Not when it comes to this. 28-year-old kid. 28. It's crazy. Let's do better, wall fans and common sensors. Let's do better. We all can. We can do better. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some sports. Uh, I got a couple sporty things today. 
But I'm just kind of, kind of shoot through them here because it's not a lot of craziness. Uh, so interesting news for Los Angeles, and I'll be interested to see if this catches on in some other big cities, uh, especially cities that deal with traffic. We had something come out today. Uh, our the mayor of Los Angeles, Mayor Garcetti, is, he has proposed a a gondola gondola transportation system that will go from Union Station here in Los Angeles uh, all the way to Dodgers Stadium. Now, if you're not familiar with the Los Angeles area, the Union Station is dead, like right in the middle of L.A. Uh, it's right near, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the street. Help me out, Bridget. The, uh, the street that's right across from Union Station, historical area right there, great area. Uh, and the stadium's not real close. And so what a lot of people do is they do have buses that go from Union Station to the stadiums. People trying to avoid traffic or, you know, they're taking trains because you can't take a train straight to Union Station uh, like you can in some other cities. And so what they're proposing and hoping to get done in time for 2022, uh, and this could also factor into Olympic events, uh, but they're they're looking to get this gondola system in. And if you're not familiar with gondolas, these are like, they're like the ski, you know, um, these have them at Disneyland, like the Sky Ride, but they're a little bigger. They're kind of like ski lifts, uh, and it's just a wire. That's going to take people people from Union Station uh, to Dodger Stadium and avoid a bunch of that traffic, uh, which will be really nice for a lot of Dodger fans. I know many people that will be uh, pretty excited about that one. Me, personally, I probably still won't take it. I'm terrified of heights, and <laughs> I don't need to be looking down like, oh, there's that. Nope, 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 nope. I'll, I'll deal with the traffic. I also live like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a little easier for me to commute there than, uh, than many people in Los Angeles. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if that happens. And then, like I said, the Olympics could factor into the Olympics as well because we're getting the Olympics in, what, 2024, 2028? I can't remember. I'm just I'm kind of dreading it. I'm like, I told my wife, we're moving. We're just going to Airbnb the whole house for the Olympics. Not moving, but we're going to just we'll get out of here for a month, you know, or even just stay in the area and rent out our massive house and, and like, rent an apartment for a month or something. Make that money, you know. Uh, all right. More sports news. NFL draft is happening tonight. And I bring this up because I'm, I'm a sports guy. I enjoy watching sports. I love baseball. I love hockey. I don't watch basketball. But, you know, I enjoy watching football on Sundays and sometimes on Saturdays if I'm watching a college game, whatever. But this NFL draft used to be three days. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They moved it to four days. It actually starts on a Thursday. It's going on right now. Right now, they're drafting players, giving them money. And they televise every second of this. Every second of the entire draft is televised when they do it. Now, it's not 24. They're not doing it 24 hours a day. So, like I'm saying, three days. It's not three days for 20 or four days for 24 hours. It starts in the, you know, Saturday. It starts in the afternoon. Thursday, Friday, I believe, is all prime time. Uh, but nonetheless, it's coverage, 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 wall-to-wall coverage. And it's weird to me. I didn't watch a draft one year when my cousin was... Uh, was in the draft. I, I kind of ha- half watch it. I run around. I'm kind of watching on my phone or whatever else. Uh, but it's weird to me. And I'd like to know, is there anyone out there that actually sits and watches the entirety of the draft? Because as much as I enjoy watching some sports, freaking boring. Like, don't you have anything better to do? You got nothing better to do? Because if you got nothing better to do, I would recommend getting some kind of hobby. Like, pick up knitting. Something. Like, something a little more productive. And you can still watch the little draft while you're doing your knitting, but... Just sitting watching the draft. Just seems so strange to me. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to the Boston Bruins. My Boston Bruins took down the Toronto Maple Leafs last night in Game 7. They're moving on in the playoffs. I will be watching them closely. Hopefully you will be hearing more about the Boston Bruins as much as many of our fans are not uh, hockey fans. You're going to be hearing more about them. Chris is going to appreciate that. Our stats and information person, Chris. He's a bit of a Bruins fan. 
Uh, and a little more Boston news that I want to bring up. It's in the sports section, but really it's just kind of an overall thing. It's kind of common sense, and they've been pushing for this for a couple years now. There's a road outside of uh, Fenway Park in Boston. That's where the Boston Red Sox play. Uh, it's the oldest stadium in the country. Uh, it, I believe it's the oldest. Yes, it's definitely the oldest. I always get confused because of uh, Wrigley and Yankee. They got a new one. Uh, but it's the oldest stadium. In the country, in Major League Baseball, not in the country. It's the oldest baseball park in Major League Baseball. I should clarify that. Uh, and they had a road outside of it called Yawkey Way. And the Boston Red Sox had an owner uh, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I'm blanking on his first name now, but his last name was Yawkey. Uh, and they had named the road after him. But it turns out years and years ago, and there's, all, there's been an uproar about this for years, people pointed out that Yawkey was very racist. In fact, the Boston Red Sox, uh, as much as I hate to bring that up, the Boston Red Sox were the last team in Major League Baseball to integrate. And this was while Yaki was the owner. Uh, before you start your Boston hate emails, uh, the Boston Celtics were the first basketball team to start five African-American players, uh, and the Boston Bruins li like literally were the first hockey team, professional hockey team, to have a, a African-American man on their team. So, like... Yeah, the Red Sox, they had a racist owner at the time, didn't want to integrate, but don't, and as much as their stories of racism and everything in Boston, don't go crazy on that one, just knowing that Yaki was a bit of a racist. And just today, the city of Boston approved changing the street name, changing Yaki Way uh, to a different, they, they didn't announce what they're changing it to, but they are changing that Yaki Way, which is nice to kind of move past that racism. <laughs> like People are like, but he was an owner of the Red Sox. Yeah, he was a raging racist. You know, it's fine. I don't care if you own the, I mean, I don't care that the Orange Menace is the president of the United States of America. He's a raging bigot. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean we have to have to respect him. Spouting off like an asshole. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy to see that. No more Yawkey way. No more of that junk. No more racism around the stadium. It'll be nice to see. Um, all right, moving on. I actually got a little style. Oh my gosh, I got a little style in this week. We rarely have style on here. Rarely. I think we've maybe done it like two times out of like 60 episodes. <laughs> but I brought this, I put this one in there really just for me. This one really, really is just for me. Uh, but if you're a Vans fan, Vans shoes fan, you're going to appreciate this one. Uh, Vans got together, again, the footwear brand Vans, uh, got together with Look Studio. They're a Brooklyn-based creative agency. Uh, and they put out a new collection of Vans shoes in collaboration, again, with Look Studio. Uh, and they they have kind of like a vintage throwback look. All suede. All suede. Throwback look. Jeez. I throw out puns just without even knowing. These Look shoes have a throwback look. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but they're awesome shoes. And if you're a Vans fan, I would highly recommend checking them out. Uh, they're not that easy to find. I think there's only one website that has them, and it's. I think they also have a store in, uh, probably in the Brooklyn area, of course. <laughs> like, uh, this is me just embracing my inner hipster. Vans was around long before hipsters. It's skateboarding shoe, surfers, come on. Uh, I kid, I kid. Uh, but these are out there. They are a little pricier. They are a little pricier, but I'm hoping to get my hands on some, and if you're a Vans fan, you might want to look into getting your hands on some. I just have to convince my wife that uh, that it's okay for me to spend $100 on a pair of Vans. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'll update you next episode as to what my how my wife tells me no. 
I don't spend that much money on shoes. It's very rare that I spend like a hundred. Like I'm like forty forty five dollars on shoes, like Vans, Authentics, out the door for like forty two, and not even forty, not even less than fifty bucks for some nice Authentics. But I might need myself some of these nice look studio Vans crossover, awesome unique shoes. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some tech. Let's move on to some tech, wall fans. First thing we have in tech, oh man. Amazon, and speaking of which, Amazon is raising their, their Prime membership prices. I think that's official now. Uh, but Amazon, always trying to innovate on stuff. Always trying to innovate on stuff. And they have a new service now, and it's in collaboration with GM and Volvo. And it's going to be available in 37 cities. This isn't available worldwide or, con or, or countrywide just yet. Uh, countrywide. I feel like that's like a lemonade brand or something. <laughs> countrywide. I think it's still the right term. Uh, but so it's not going to be available everywhere. 37 cities. And if, probably if you have a GM and a, or a Volvo. But what they're doing is they have, they're going to have a new service uh, where they can deliver packages to the trunk of your car. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I, I don't know. Cause like I was thinking, I was like, oh, so like if you're at your office during the day and they, and it's like, but can't you just have it delivered to your office? Uh, but the thing that got me most is, I don't know about any of you out there, uh, but I've had problems with Amazon deliveries and with post office deliveries and everything else. They can't even get the package delivery like to my front door, like or near my front door or even to the right house or anything. Why the fuck would I let them get into my car? Like this is out in the open. You can't get the package to my front door. I'm Oh, yeah, no, have access to my car. Whatever car you park next to, you're going to have, like, your five packages in that car. I just don't get it. I understand Amazon trying to innovate, but, th like, this is just weird to me. It was like the, the open the door thing. We can put your packages right inside your door. So some strange dude. And I've seen Amazon, and looks don't mean everything, but I've seen many of the Amazon delivery people, like, I don't think I've ever seen the same delivery person twice. Same Amazon delivery person. You know? And, like, so it's not like we're, you have these highly vetted, trustworthy People, I don't care, you know, I don't have cameras in my house, but still, like, I'm not letting some random dude in my house. I ain't letting some random dude into my trunk. Just not happening. Uh, but if you're into that and you live in one of those 37 cities and have a GM or a Volvo, you can probably do that and watch your car drive off from your office window. Bye, car. Hope my package got delivered in your in the trunk. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, a little more tech news. This one could have been in social, but, uh, but I put it in tech because there's... There, it's it it's not weird, but there's multiple sides to this story, and some of you have probably seen this. Uh, and th this is emoji news. We always have this emoji news. God, we debated the not debated, but we broke down the cheeseburger problem that Google had to fix <laughs> months ago, uh, and now we have not another problem. Uh, but this has been happening for a while, and in fact, some other platforms uh, have done this, but Google. So Android uh, officially re replaced the gun emoji with a water pistol. Uh, and I guess other platforms have done this. Uh, Apple did it quite a while ago. Uh, and I think maybe Instagram or one of those, one of the other platforms um, has also already shifted their regular looking gun. And if you're familiar with the original Google Android uh, emoji, it, it's, it's a uh, 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 revolver. <laughs> revolver. And so, so, so much gun talking that I do. <laughs> Take me a minute. Uh, it's a revolver, and they're, they're switching to like what looks like a super soaker water pistol. And, of course, this came out. A lot of people are like, well, this is political. 
And I could see that to some extent, because honestly, why do we need to have a real gun emoji, especially when kids are running around doing emojis and all this other stuff? And like, okay, and maybe I'm being a little oversensitive. I'm like, this isn't something I would rail against. Like, those gun emojis need to be changed. But I do see why they kind of should be changed uh, from not a political standpoint, but just a common sense standpoint, you know. And, of course, people are like, it's so political and blah, blah, blah. There's an interesting piece to this that I didn't actually understand until today uh, because this was just announced today. Or no, no, it was announced a couple of days, whenever I found this, maybe yesterday. Uh, so what's happening is because different platforms have different emojis and the coding reads those emojis. And so, like, let's say I'm on an Android phone which I always am, never on an iPhone. And I send an emoji to my friend who has an iPhone. If I send my friend the gun emoji, like let's say Android has, has already switched the gun emoji to a water pistol. And I think I'm sending my friend a water pistol. However, with the way the coding is, if he's on an iPhone or another type of phone that hasn't changed that emoji to a water pistol, he or she could actually end up seeing the original gun emoji, like whatever that platform uses for their gun emoji. So on top of what I think is just kind of smart, you know, we don't need to have, like, who needs gun emojis? If you really, that's fine. Go create your own. Head on over to Pornhub. That's where all the NRA freaks are putting their gun videos since YouTube's re re uh, <laughs> removing them. Uh, so maybe you can have gun emojis on Pornhub. I don't know. I don't know. But it makes sense because that's the thing is if you think you're sending and, and I get it like it's not always the same like you send a winky face and they're getting a slightly different winky face. But there's a big difference between a water pistol and a real pistol, you know, so that makes absolute sense to me. Uh, we can put aside the political stuff even and just just know that from a technical standpoint, it freaking makes sense. It makes sense. All right. I got one more piece of tech news, tech news. A patent was just uncovered. Uh, Microsoft has a new patent that's out, and it features hinge gestures. And I quote that, hinge gestures. And, and this is furthering kind of the move that, that a lot of telecom companies and, and tech companies are making uh, toward folding phones and folding computers. Now, not folding laptop, folding screens, like the entire screen folding on a computer. We've talked about this where, where there's few companies that are developing folding phones. Uh, and Microsoft has patented uh, these certain kind of gestures for their their for the curved display, uh, which is essentially the folding display. And it's kind of how the folding display will deal with because it makes sense even to like I'm not super techy. Like I, you can't get into coding with me and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, but I can see that if something folds, it's going to really mess with depending the angle you're at. You know, you, you could get a weird picture. So this is them dealing with it. And I bring it up because we're we're going to see more and more and more of this. And I feel like we're maybe at most we're two years away from uh, from a true folding like phone that's that's going to be like a you know six inch five inch whatever the phones are and then fold out into like ten inches or whatever it might be. I think we're just we're we're less than two years away from that. I'd be surprised if we don't see it within the next two years. I I really uh, so it's interesting. Microsoft really moving forward in that realm as well. All right, I got some news. Common sense. Let's move it along to some common sense. Let me get some more of this Green Flash Remix IPA first. Mm. I got to prepare myself for this one. Because we're going to rant a little bit for a second. Then we're going to get real personal for a second here. Just real personal. Like ridiculous personal. My own personal life. But before we get to that, 
I want to talk about a little website called Teespring. Teespring. We talked about this website uh, about a year ago. They were providing t-shirts for Walmart, and they actually had a, uh, God, I can't remember what it said. Uh, It was like noose, reporter, something else. And it was essentially like promoting the the lynching of of media members and reporters and and everything, journalists and everything. might have said journalists. It was some some word referring to that, but essentially supporting the lynching of of journalists and media in our country. Uh, And it was being sold on Walmart.com through Teespring. Well, of course, at that time, Walmart removed it. Huge backlash, because, because, duh, <laughs> duh, on so like so many levels on that one. Well, now Teespring is running into a little more trouble again, again. Uh, and Teespring, if you're not familiar with them, uh, they are backed by a silicone company, uh, silicone company, <laughs> Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley venture capitalist firm, uh, venture capital company, you know, firm, basically paying. Paying a lot of money, a couple million dollars to Teespring. Uh, but apparently Teespring, if you go on their website right now, you can do this right now. I didn't actually go on the site. I'm just reading this through Newsweek.com when I found it the other day. They actually have some t-shirts uh, that promote Dylan Roof in a positive way. Dylan Roof. Uh, and in fact, one of the shirts has it, has, it says, keep calm and roof on, referring to Dylan Roof. And it has his stupid bull haircut. Now, if you're not familiar with Dylan Roof... Uh, he is the uh, he is the the gentleman who walked into the the church in South Carolina uh, back in 2015, 2015 I believe it was, uh, and murdered a bunch of people that were there for a prayer service. And then obviously he was taken into custody. I believe he's still on trial. So you know how those things go. Uh, and apparently people on the far right, the far right or the alt right, whatever the hell the, the Nazis call them, the Nazis. The Nazis have all, they all love Dylan Roof because he murdered a bunch of African Americans in church. Yeah, big man there, Dylan. Big man you are. And Teespring is selling these t shirts, promoting Dylan Roof in a positive way. A murderer, a mass murderer, they're promoting him in a positive way. It, it, almost daily, almost daily. I am still amazed at stuff that is out there. Stuff that is out there. And people actually wear these fucking things. Pe- there's people out there buying these and wearing them. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Teespring, do better. And I think it's about time for a complete boycott of Teespring. I don't know if any of you common sensors, wall fans out there uh, li- use Teespring. I never will now. But I think it's time to officially boycott them. This is not a good company. I don't care if they're from, they have Silicon Valley backing. I don't care if they're just trying to make money. Uh, there's no excuse for this. There's no excuse for painting a murderer in a positive light. Keep calm and roof on. I'm going to tell you, Teespring, keep calm and learn what the hell you're doing. Do better. Because everyone's better than this. Everyone's better than this. Of course I say that, but I still see stuff in my social feeds. I saw someone the other day, and they were like, oh, so do we... uh, Something about the military using guns. Do we chastise the military for winning all those wars with guns? No, mofo. No. Nobody's saying the military shouldn't have guns. We're saying that 16-year-old dude down the street doesn't need an AR-15. Big difference, my friend. But there are still people in this world that think like that. Still people in this world think like that. They're just blatantly assholes. You know? And they're never going to change them. They're always going to be assholes. They're probably born an asshole, living as an asshole, and they're going to die an asshole. Simple as that. You're never going to change their minds. And really, probably people that are wearing these Dylan Roof things, you're probably not going to change their minds either. 
probably not going to change their minds either. As they sit on their porch in their cut-off tees and, and polish their gun while they chew tobacco. God, that was terrible to say. But I'm sorry. I'm Like, I'm sorry. It's just I envision that's the only people wearing these stupid shirts. That's all I can envision. All right, I want to get serious here for a minute. Serious, but also funny, but just I want to get a little personal. Uh, because there's actually an article on CNN, and this came up, really, it's been it, this is a week or two ago. It, it, it's been a week or two. And this came out, and I'm going to post it to the Facebook page. I'm going to post it on the Twitter. This one really kind of hit home for me. Um, and I'm just going to give you the title of the article, and then we'll, we'll kind of unpack this a little bit. Uh, and the title of the article was, Why Girls Can Be Boyish, But Boys Can't Be Girlish. Really, really hit me. Um, not like hit me in the soft spot, but I was just like, oh my God, that makes sense. Uh, and here I am, the father of a daughter, and I have friends with sons and everything else. And, and I'm not going to get into all the nuances of the, uh, of the article. But really, if you think about that and you look out in the world today, it is pretty true. And we've done such a good job of, I mean, we, uh, people with compassion and open minds and people that use common sense, we've done a great job of, of letting kids express themselves, you know, and, and, and especially when it comes to the LB, LBGTQ community and everything else, you know, there's many of us that are out there supporting it despite the fact that we're not part of that community, like not actually in that community. However, if you really think about it, it is interesting, and it still happens today, where it's okay for a girl to be a tomboy, to play sports, and do all this other, all these other things. And I'm talking young kids. You know, when they get to be teenagers and stuff, they tend to be a little more open-minded. You know, and that's where boys can then go and be in drama and everything else. But for younger boys, it's it's a little tougher than that. It's not that black and white. In fact, the the author of this article was talking about her her five-year-old son who asked for a My Little Pony sweatshirt. And, of course, she got it for him for his birthday. Uh, but knowing that he was going to be going into uh, elementary school, it brought up this stuff. Like, you know, he could get made fun of. And that's the other thing. That's really where it comes down to is we still think about a young boy being made fun of uh, for going to school in a My Little Pony sweatshirt. But we don't really think of a girl because it most likely isn't happening. A girl getting made fun of because she went to school in a Los Angeles Lakers sweatshirt. You know, or like a monster truck rally sweatshirt. And and stop b before you guys are like, no, girls can like those things. Bo yeah, boys can like those things too. That's my point. We're much more accepting. Society as a whole, we're much more accepting of a young girl who, who you know, who likes boy things. We call it, that's the thing, tomboy that's the main thing here. Tomboy isn't really an ins an insult to a girl. So she's a tomboy, and you're just like, oh, yeah, she's a tomboy. But do you hear people say, it's a girly boy? You know, a Jane boy? I don't know what, like, Jane boy? Like, no, it would be offensive. And you'd probably see parents be like, no, 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 he's not girly. But I ask you, what's the difference? What is the difference? I say let your kids be kids. Let them explore. If, if your kid likes whatever, that's fine. If they, your, your son wants to play with Barbies or My Little Pony, that's fine. Even if they want to wear girls' clothes, who cares? And this is where we're going to get personal. Because even if you are worried, which you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be worried that, well, my son's going to grow up and want to dress like a woman. Who cares? Let him dress like a woman. But at the same time, just because your son wants to wear a My Little Pony sweatshirt at five years old doesn't mean he's going to want to wear a My Little Pony sweatshirt at 45 years old. It simply doesn't. Not that you should be worried about it, but it simply doesn't. 
And I'm going to tell you why. Because I was fortunate enough to have a mother who didn't care about that stuff. She wasn't worried about me playing with boy toys. In fact, one of my very first toys that I ever got, not very first, one of my first toys that I remember that was like my toy and I took it everywhere was a Cabbage Patch Kid. I tell people that these days, you know, when I was like four, I got a Cabbage Patch Kid. And I loved it. In fact, I lost my first Cabbage Patch Kid and it was a complete tragedy and we had to take time and go out and find another Cabbage Patch Kid to replace it that I liked just as much as that other Cabbage Patch Kid. Well, I mean, you're like, oh, you're four. That's nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of My Little Pony, when I was four or five years old, I really wanted My Little Pony. Really wanted one. In fact, I was staying over at some family friend's house. Like, I think my mom was working or whatever, and they're playing. Uh, and actually, not knowing any better, stole My Little Pony from this family's family friend's house. And, you know, I got home. My mom was like, what is this? And I was like, well, I, I just I wanted it. And this was my first, like, foray into, no, you can't just take things. Didn't know any better. So we returned the My Little Pony, and my mom took me out. And we got a, I got a My Little Pony. I wanted a My Little Pony. I didn't, I didn't care. This is a girl. Told, who cares? I think it's cool. I liked it as a kid. And, in fact, on top of that, one of my favorite things as a kid was stuffed animals. I loved stuffed animals. Just tons of them. I had bunk beds when I lived in with the... Uh, when I was very, very young and we lived in Miami, I had bunk beds. And my top bunk, I slept on the bottom bunk. My top bunk was full of stuffed animals. And I just loved them. In fact, I had a two-foot-tall gorilla that I still have in my garage uh, that, uh, that a, a co-worker of my mother's had given to me. Carried that thing everywhere. Carried that thing everywhere. And, of course, kids can, kids can be cruel. Kids can absolutely be cruel. And I'll tell you, there was a time when I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade, St. Michael's. St. Michael's School in Poway, California. And I've talked about this. Same school that I talked about the sneaker story. Oh, boy. Go back in the archives for that one. We're having a magazine drive. We sell the magazine subscriptions. And I had sold just tons. I always, every year, I sold tons of magazine subscriptions. And it was like prize tiers. I can't remember exactly. But, you know, you sell this much and you pick a prize out of these prizes. And you sell this much and you get the next prize for, out of these prizes and you pick. And here's fifth grade Sean O'Rourke. Wasn't even Sean O'Rourke then. <laughs> There's a story for another time. Here's fifth grade Sean. And I go out, and uh, they actually have all the prizes, like, in like not in front of the entire school, somewhat the entire school, because my elementary school was very small. It was kindergarten through eighth grade, 30 kids a class. Now it's double that size, but 30, about 30 kids a class. So I go up to pick my prize, and I pick this stuffed animal uh, dog. It was a dog. It was like a... Like a basset hound type, like type looking dog. You know, that was the other thing. Pound puppies. I loved those when I was younger. Pound puppies. Love stuffed animals. And I picked this. Here's, you know, 10 year old Sean, fifth grade. What am I, 10, 10, maybe 11, whatever it is, 11 maybe. Because I liked it. Well, I started getting grief from everyone else at that school. Not everyone, but a bunch of people at that school. Boys, girls, eighth graders, fifth graders, fourth graders, sixth graders, all of them give me a hard time. And I just went back. It was like lunchtime. I went back, sat, sat quietly, had my stuffed dog, and I was like, you know what? And I felt bad. I felt embarrassed. And I got to give a shout-out because we all need to be much more like this person. Shout-out to John Tedesco, who was an eighth grader at that time. John Tedesco walked over to me. Haven't seen, I haven't spoken to this guy in years since I was a young, young kid. 
here's an eighth grader coming over the fifth grader and starts talking to me and says, okay, can I see it? Can I see your dog? And I'm like, yeah. And I knew John, like I knew his mother. Uh, they were family friends, but he comes over entire schools making fun of me. And he says, oh, this is awesome. What's his name? And I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, you got to give him a name. I was like, okay. And he talked to me for a few minutes. He's like, okay, I'm going to go. And just made me feel so much better as a kid. And we need more people like John Tedesco doing what he did right there. Here's an eighth grader, not worrying about being embarrassed, coming up to a fifth grader and helping him out in a time of need. So I'm going to tell you out there, if you're worried about your son being into girly things, stop worrying because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the least. It just doesn't. And in fact, the capper on that, you know what other toy I had as a kid? Here's like five-year-old Sean. Rainbow Bright. I had a Rainbow Bright doll as a kid. No shame. I had a Rainbow Bright doll as a kid. I loved it. You know, I was in action figures. That's the funny thing, too, is I was in action figures at the same time, but I, I enjoyed Rainbow Bright. I had a Rainbow Bright doll. I'm pretty sure I used it as I was playing with my Thundercats figures. Like, kind of all at the same time. So don't worry about it. Let your kids do what they want to do. Especially, you know, five years old. They're, like, they don't have a sexuality yet. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't like girls or boys. Not that you should be worried about that, but if that's your, like, no. Just let them wear what they want. Let them wear what they want. And if you're someone out there that's dealing with it, send me a message on SeanRourkeLive.com. I'll put you in your place or give you some support. Maybe try and track down John Tedesco, who saved the day when I was in fifth grade. I totally forgot about that one until this article came up. And I was like, oh my God, I loved stuffed animals when I was a kid and got such a hard time for it. I did. And that was just one of the few hard times, you know? Or I'd be out with, like, friends or whatever, and we're, like, buying a souvenir at a place, you know. And here's, like, seven, eight-year-old Sean. Well, I want the stuffed animal. What? Why do you want stuffed animal? That's for girls. I absolutely heard that term as a kid. That's for girls. Well, you know what? Nothing's for girls or boys. I mean, condoms are for boys. That's about it. Tampons are for girls. Definitely just for girls. <laughs> Guys, don't be doing that vodka thing. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> it's not good for you. It's not good for you. It's just not. Uh, but I'm going to leave you with that. Actually, I want to get into one more. You know what? I'm going to save this because this needs to be an entire segment. But I'm going to tease it. We're going to talk about John Boehner. And we're going to talk about all these rich white assholes uh, that spent the majority of their careers uh, talking bad about marijuana and keep making it illegal and, and a class one drug. And now that everything shifted and they realize they can make money, they're okay with it. We're going to talk about that rich white jerks. We're going to, we're going to pound you down and put you in jail. Oh, oh no. Oh, we can make money off it. Oh, it's called the pharmaceutical industry ball fans. Oh man. All right. Uh, as always, thanks for joining. And we did get a little personal today, which I actually I do enjoy most of the time. Uh, but just you know, keep in mind that that uh, that's just you're all getting a, a little bit of a glimpse into like that that story about the the stuffed dog. I haven't even thought about that since like fifth grade. Nobody really even knows that one. They don't. They don't. I mean, I've probably told people I had a My Little Pony and stuff like that. You know, let your kids let your kids be kids. Just let them be kids. Let them do what they want. I mean, <laughs> within a safe reason. Don't don't let them jump off the roof, you know. But you know, they want to play with whatever. Play with the toys. Why? Why not dangerous? Play with it. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Oh, wall fans! I thought we were gonna be short tonight. That never freaking happens. It just doesn't. 
Mm. But we are done for this evening, for this week, for episode 54. As always, this has been Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing with your friends. Thank you to Bridget for doing all the great things that she does to help promote this podcast. Uh, Thank you to John Tedesco for saving me when I was in fifth grade. And most importantly, thank you to all of our patrons who support the show financially as well as uh, listening and all those other good things. So we'll be back next week with episode 55. Episode 55, same wall time, same wall place. And remember, wall fans, common censors, social media world podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter why you're doing it, and no matter who you're with, always use common sense.